Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Sheerdarks Weekly Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Corridge-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Astrid Carter, Charlotte Collins, and Trini. Hello. This is just so fun. I feel like, I mean, I, I often say our guest doesn't need any introduction. I mean, Trini, given that my 23-year-old Australian nanny knows exactly who you are, um, you really don't need any introduction. We were saying today, you're, you're kind of a national treasure, really. National, tre- <laughs> national treasure denotes a certain, beyond a certain um, age, which I'm actually <laughs> okay. very comfortable with, because I think that there's one thing that we've, we've got so many things we want to discuss today. We've got fake tan, we've got, we've got fashion, we've got red lip, we've got whatever, <laughs> but we've also got how we feel in different decades, because I think it's quite interesting, mm-hmm. because you, you know, are all in a different decade from me. And it's like where you get to levels of comfort or discomfort or security or insecurity by how you dress, by what you put on your face, by what you eat, depending on your decade. And how comfortable are you in your present decade? Don't give a shit about anything anymore. <laughs> it's so great. It's, so, it's so is this the why freedom that you get when you get to that stage. And you've got to tick certain boxes in your life to have, be at that stage in your life and have that feeling. So you've got to feel that certain things you felt you had to do by that age you might have done already. Um, because if you feel that there's a long bucket list of stuff you haven't done yet, that might prevent you having that feeling of, I don't give a shit. Yeah, you've earned the stripes. Mm. Kind of, the one way of putting it, but it's, yeah. You were saying you and your boyfriend are hooked on feast. Chocolate boost. Ice cream. And I was then asking you how you managed to say so trim. Well, I am trim and I can look very trim. Because two a night's quite a lot. Two a night's quite a lot, I know, but I just do it. I think I'd be sick. My daily routine is a real hodgepodge, but I am... I was saying, because I did some interviews when, you know, I was doing all press the last couple of weeks, and I kind of used to, my relationship with weight is one where I think you, um, I never ever didn't eat to try and lose weight in my entire life, which might be painful to think, but it's true, I never did. But there are times in my life when I worked so relentlessly that I would skip lunch and just have breakfast and dinner. It has happened. Yeah. Um, and I burn an unbelievable amount of energy. But my relationship with food has always been very, very healthy, and I kind of eat what I want, and I'll be go through fads of being healthy and thinking I need energy to film, and I used to film around the world and have a, a relentless schedule. So I would have scrambled eggs and smoked salmon for breakfast, and then at 11, says I'd kind of do cappuccino and black bread if we were in Scandinavia, and then we'd have an early supper, or I'd get back to the hotel at 11 o'clock, I'd have something which they could cook, whatever they could cook at 11 o'clock in a hotel. So I kind of... I'd go with that for years, and then I would have stages where I went on really healthy things, like there was a really nice one called Vivian Talismat I saw for about two or three years. When I think I'd been eating so much sugar, always for me, I go to try and be healthy when I've just had too much sugar. And You'd have a detox. I, yeah, because I will have three sugars in my tea, I have two teas a oh, day, I'll do have you? a cappuccino with vanilla essence in it, well, vanilla syrup. Mm. Um, then I'll have chocolate, two, at least two sea salt bars from Pret-a-Manger every day. Do so you I, now? I, yeah. I really have a very, so you know, a very sweet tooth, and 
And I always used to be comfortable with it because because it burns, you know, it burns off. It's high sugar, which burns off quick. <laughs> um, and I, it never worried me. And then I have a friend. So in the last year, it slightly worried me because I have this friend who's a really, really the cleverest woman I know. Sorry, we swear the whole time. Right. People love it. Sandy. <laughs> and she was a she worked on the genome project. So she's a, like a super duper scientist, and I respect her opinion on all things scientific. Um, and she now works in New York, and she she kind of does tons of interesting things on different um, drugs that are curing Alzheimer's and all sorts of stuff. But she knows a lot about the devil sugar. And it is the devil. To her, it's worse than alcohol. It's worse than smoking. It's worse than drugs. I mean, it's like like that. What, all sugar? All sugar. But no, you know, like my kind of sugar. sugar. Not like sort of a nice sweet apple. Yeah. Or a low glycemic Like three something. teaspoons of white sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, kind of also then... Um, those picky things from M&S that my daughter keeps buying, which I have to eat. Oh, but we, are all, we are all going to die at some point. You know, I, yes, I something's agree. Something's got to kill you. you know, if you can get <laughs> yes, to eating something. It might, for me, it might just go. be the sugar route. But, <laughs> but going back, because it's a very long-winded answer, I do, um, I probably, I weigh probably about 10 half to 11 stone, but I'm 5 foot 10, and yeah. I wear very high heels. So, And I always also do layering. So I'd never wear a tight-fitted top and tight jeans. I'd always layer. You never kind of see the whole of my body. But you look very toned. And, I am, and you're yeah. not shy of, you know, showing what's underneath your clothes. I don't really, I mean, let's face it. But I, 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 could and I could pull off now and show you my very cellulite bottom, all right? Oh, which I never I actually had. I find that hard to believe. You no, have to splash your... You have just flashed for people know, listening. We did walk in the door and she showed her. <laughs> she pulled down her trousers yeah. and showed us her body. And there wasn't much body. clothing body that I'm wearing which doesn't have a fanny crack. So I, if I want to go blue quickly, it could be an issue. And I had a slight problem with my colon yesterday. So I was wanted to get blue rather quickly. And thank God I wasn't wearing it there. That's all I can say. But um, I, um, yes, so, so I do... I think the one thing I've learned over the 30 years I've worked in this kind of business is how to dress for my shape so that... Whether I've put on two stone or lost it, you kind of won't know. And what are your rules? My rules are specific to me, and I, there are different rules for different things. But the most important rule for me is to reproportion my body. So I have a very long body, and I have shorter legs. And nobody goes up and says, oh, Trin, you have really short legs. But I know the proportions. I know that literally from my neck to my bottom is the same length as from my bottom to the, my ankles. Is that the same on everyone? No, definitely oh. not. Um, trivial facts, I'll tell you. There are all those funny facts, aren't there? Like your yeah. foot is the size of your, uh, as your yeah. elbow to of your, your wrist. Elbows, or yeah. But I, I kind of, so things that I've noticed over the years, silly things, is if you have any friends of yours who are pregnant and they have long legs and a short body, they're going to have far worse problems with indigestion than somebody's long body. So Susanna and I, when we were pregnant, that's the letterbox, don't worry about it, darling. It's, there's things will happen in this house, funny noises, but we'll explain them all. We are in <laughs> Trini's house, so yeah. people listening, yeah. not our office. Yes. So your colon has got less place to go. And I think Susanna used to have the worst in it. She literally was attached to a bottle of Galvascon a day. <laughs> you know, this baby grew up addicted to Galvascon. Um, and I didn't get it very bad because I had so much rum in my bloody colon for that. You know, there was no chance of any indigestion. So I think um, dressing for your body shape first before you dress for fashion allows you to carry off fashion better. Good. And that's kind of the rule. And you're, we know you're a big fan of a crop trouser. Yeah. What are your other wardrobe staples? There's um, quite a few. Um, the perfect white shirt. So the perfect white. There's Lily walking in the door now too. Oh, there's that is a, a dog. Pattern. I can there hear this noise. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. what, it sounds Freaking like nails. Yeah. It is. She's got very long nails. Lily, you can come and say hello. Uh, and I would say I go to Kos, I go to Zara. I will go on a very um, rare occasion to Celine, especially now they haven't made them so granddaddy long. But I like a round-necked, collarless shirt. And I think if you're going to have a staple shirt in your wardrobe, having a round-necked, collarless one suits everybody. Having a collared one doesn't suit everybody. Because okay. some people have a shorter neck, 
And if you have a big collar, it kind of eats into your neck. And I just think a clean, round collar is, a good is, thing. is my favorite thing. And I'll dress a lot of women in it, whatever their age. That's Lily now giving her opinion on my commentary. <laughs> um, Lily. Yes, Lily, we get lots of complaining from our listeners about the noise. <laughs> yeah. She's just, she's just oh, saying hello, and I'm sure lots of our listeners have dogs. And she's a, just so you all know who are listening, she's a Parson Terrier. She's slightly schizophrenic. And she lives with us 12 here where we're working. And she will, she used to go to the door all the time and bark at everything. And it made everybody in the office, when there was that sort of secret moment when they told everyone what would they like to change the office, get rid of the dog. Okay. Oh, and no. it was kind of, I felt heartfelt because I know they all like the dog, but there is nothing worse than a dog barking every two seconds. Now, would you say she's improved? Yeah, you see. Oh, so now she's, she's slightly a happier companion in all ways. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So back to white shirts. So we've yeah. got a cotton trouser, we've yeah. got a white shirt. What, a, what else? Cotton white shirt, we've got. Give us three other things that are the most perfect coat. I mean, I, I have a coat addiction. I have a really bad We know about your coat yeah. addiction. Yeah. addiction. And I will literally, there are times when I have bought a coat every other week. Right. <laughs> nice. And I have had that problem addiction. There was a time in my life when I had about 250 coats. <gasps> And I did then sell a lot of my clothes two years ago to fund the business I have today. And, um, and there were many coats on the rail, but they were the hardest things for me to put on the rail to sale. I was very happy to sell off all my dresses that I'd worn for telly for over so many years. and thought, you know, I bought that for that catwalk moment at the end of the show, and, and now I couldn't fit into it. But also, it's not something I'm saving for my daughter. I have this saving for my daughter cupboard or two, and that was like... She's got to grow up in a mansion. She's gonna, her first flat's going to be literally, she'll be in a woman's house and she won't have room for all these clothes. So I don't have to save her so much. So um, coats are things that can add drama to an outfit that you can wear. You know, I have the kind of coats which I just put, uh, I put coats a lot of the time over my shoulders and don't mm. put my arms through the armholes, even if it's really cold, because I like the feeling that gives. And mm. it's a feeling that you can then not feel obliged to remove your coat. So I... I have it's a, a good look. It's a kind it's of a good way to, yeah. And it, it makes an outfit chic and it's practical because if you're going to the theatre or you're going to an art gallery or going somewhere, you just have it over your shoulders. It's for a menopausal woman, it's perfect. If she's kind of wanting some bit of breathing, I don't know how many of your ladies listening are, but that's something that, that can apply to certain ladies. But I was looking at last week on the high street and I think what I found really interesting is how much designer stuff goes down to the high street and how differently it goes down to 20 years ago when I started working in kind of high street versus designer. And then you would have sort of, you know, you'd have Monsoon and Kukai, you'd have a few of them. And they did pale imitations of clothes that you really wanted to have the original. You want to save up everything to have the original. And then I was having this chat with my weird friend who's bio biochemist lady who has quite a large wardrobe. And she always used to only buy designer pieces, beautiful designer pieces, like the key thing in a collection she would have bought it. The perfect Alexander Queen jacket from 1993 and then next year that product. It was like a history of fashion. She's also tiny, tiny, blonde, beautiful. And recently, she is addicted to Zara. But recently, I say in the last year and a half. What, more than you, that's rich. <laughs> what she'll do now is she'll come and stay with me. She came over last week and she'll, I have a rail in the top of where I actually sleep and it has all my current stuff I bought because I might think, have I put it on Instagram yet? Am I going to take it back? Do I love it enough? Where, how will it fit in my wardrobe? So when I buy new things, they have this period in which they, they see if they can fight for position in my wardrobe. All right, because we can all be- Are you worthy of a place? Well, it's like, well, it's like you know, am I going to be bothered to take you back and I, now I'm very good, I'll take back and get something. You know, it's like a lot of the times we have stuff hanging in our wardrobe at the bottom and we buy in a rush and it stays in the bottom of our wardrobe and then it's a month later and we can't take I it back because it's too late. You know, lots of us I'm the real, if it's going back, it's got to go now. I get a bit impatient. It's, it's got to go. Yeah. And I think that with the clothes that I have on the rail, so she comes over and we're looking and there's this, there was a coat a few weeks ago, it might still be there in Zara's studio. And I found that there were three things this season where I had the original. 
So I had the original Alaya coat they copied. I lay them both out together. And you know there used to be this classic thing where you had to do a minimum of six changes to make six? something yeah. six changes, all right, before you're sued. So if you've only done four changes, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it's six. six. Yeah. But maybe it's fine. It might have changed. But I laid these two down. I thought, okay, what is different here? And this was the double-breasted. You know, Alaya though. Coat. You know I know because I have the originals in my cupboard. But it's not. Doesn't feel the same. No, but you know what? It did. Okay, oh, it okay. did because the fabrication was the same. It was a kind of. It was just a wool thick, thicker wool coat. The it was a slightly. Um, it was a slightly tuxedo button, exactly the same. They had put a red little strip here on the Zara one, which I actually loved. It mm. gave her a bit more life to go. The swing was the same. Maybe the Eli had a tiny bit more swing, but the fitted, nipped in waist, identical, which is what we love about Eli. Yeah. So I thought, wow. Then I got out my Zara cape, all right, and I got out my Valentino cape that I bought a few years ago with the suns and stars on it, which was like a real investment piece, but you'll have it forever. Laid out the shape, laid out the inverted pleat at the back. Identical. Length, I don't. So what are you yeah. saying? Only, so only... I think what I'm saying is that before there was always a feeling you'd buy from Zara. If you were somebody who could afford to buy designer, you'd buy from Zara for fun and pace out your wardrobe. And other people on different budgets will buy from Zara because that's their designer items and they're buying mainly from Primark. And for them, designer is expensive. So everyone has their, what's my staple and what's my expensive? And for everyone, it's different. Yeah. But I think for me, you know, I had this, oh, another one, another one. I went into Celine. And I saw this black velvet, Shasha had it afterward. I saw this black velvet round necked top, the most beautiful silk velvet with little diamond things in it. Okay. And um, I had just, I think I'd just done something good in my work, and my boyfriend said, I'll buy you a top. So we were in there. I picked up this top. I thought, great. And you kind of make a presumption when you go in a design store of, of what something is from and to. You kind of had that in your head, you know? So I kind of thought, maybe a top we could do. So we go in. <laughs> I look at the label, I think, oh, sorry, have I got a zero missing one, please? But like something like three and a half grand. I was like, forget it, we walk out. And then two weeks later, I'm in, I'm in Zara. <laughs> and there it is. No, but I see something, which is this black velvet round-necked body with a little cutout here. So sexy, cheap velvet, but silk cheap velvet is actually nearly as nice as an expensive cotton velvet. Same, the same distribution of these tiny Diamante pieces, 29 pounds. Oh. So do you think it's not even worth buying designer at all anymore? It's a tricky question because we all love something that is in our wardrobe which we feel is the biggest investment piece and, and we really special, and the specialness yeah. of it and the fact that you know there is that thing of people like to wear what nobody else wears but I kind of toss that one out the window because I sort of feel if I see somebody else wearing something I feel joyous that we both had the good taste to buy it <laughs> you know I did feel <laughs> that really wearing what I wear. It's the Sherlock's office isn't it? Yeah. Like if, if we preach something that everyone loves. Everyone buys it. The everyone next week, like but, but I got my, so it was my birthday weekend and yeah. my husband bought me a very nice Isabel dress that was a real treat and I wore it on Friday night and on Saturday night. Yeah, very good. Um, very different people. Yeah. But it was bloody expensive. And I was like, I I'm wearing on the school run on Monday. I mean, I like <laughs> it that much. Gonna get good, uh, but I just wire. felt, it sounds mm. so cheesy, but I just felt so good in it. And you I did. was so happy. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure Zara would do an amazing version, but I just wouldn't have felt the same. You wouldn't have felt the same. But it's ultimately, you wouldn't be able to justify it. Yeah, I do know what you mean. So, if I, so today, I had my whole look. I don't know if I have it here. So this is, you know, I'm wearing... Zara. Yeah, I mean, Tony is wearing the most amazing okay. outfit. Yeah. Anyone who's listening needs to check out our Shinnok's so live you know video. I need to move. But I'm just going to show you that 
But then, if I topped it off with a Zara She's breaking coat, all the rules. <laughs> okay. But if I topped it off with a Zara coat, it wouldn't make me feel as complete as my topping it off with my Celine coat. That's it. All yeah. right. So there's something. So it's the key pieces. It's that it? kind of, you know, and also I know this coat and the shape of this coat. And I bought this coat for six years now from, from Celine. It's amazing. In different colors. And it's just, it's my shape. And even if, you know, coats are interesting because coats, to me, never really got a start. There's always going to be the wasted coat. There'll be an oversized coat. So if you keep them in your wardrobe and you buy them in three years or five years, you always wear them again. Yeah, I agree. Every single, there is not one coat that I've picked up and thought it's old fashioned now. That's, and can't wear that's it. the so difference. Yeah. I feel like even if something is not the trend of the season, if it's that real investment yeah. piece, you're still so happy to be wearing it. Yeah. Goes back to invest in the classics. Exactly. Invest in the classics. And there is, I think that that stands, but it's like for me, the cut of Celine trousers are for women who have very thin thighs. So I always have to buy a 42 and then take it in at the waist because otherwise I can't fit around the thigh. Whereas Zara appreciates I have a bigger thigh that's because they're high street. That's so interesting because I was going to say to you, like I always think that like trousers, I also find really hard to buy and that it will be easier if I went you know, higher end because, oh, well, you know, it's better tailoring, yeah. you know, yeah. but maybe then that's not the case. You think no? Well, okay, this is the other interesting thing. Celine is not the worst. The worst are male designers who design for women. Yeah, so absolutely. Stella McCartney's quite good about her trouser leg. Her trousers Victoria are Victoria Beckham is bloody good about her trouser leg because I always find her thigh is really good. Her jean and her trouser, the thigh, is really proportional and right. Tom Ford, forget it. Mm -hmm. Saint Laurent, forget it. Therefore, women who have a thigh, which is like the chicken bone you're going to yeah, eat yeah. For, for lunch. And I think through the years, I remember when Tom Ford did the first Gucci collection. And we were all so excited. It was like, oh, oh moment, God, I it remember incredible. it. Yeah. And um, I remember going in the changing room and I couldn't get it past my knee because he, you know, just said, I only want a woman to be this shape to wear my clothes. Mm. Yeah. Like that. And wouldn't do above a certain size because he didn't want anyone bigger. But also, Zara is, you know, they're designing for masses, aren't they? Anyway, I've, so I've got three things out of you. I, I think we're going to leave that there because to try and get the five, we might be here till Christmas. <laughs> um, but let's talk about autumn winter fashion. Okay. And what your favourite looks are for autumn winter. Are you an autumn winter person or a spring summer person? I am so an autumn winter person. And you can say that. Oh, yeah. Because it's about layering and I love layering. So. And what are the pieces that now you think transform an autumn winter wardrobe? Either trends or just pieces that every autumn winter... You're wearing a bit of sparkle I'm today. wearing a bit of sparkle. I would say, and I'd say this every single year, but especially this year because it's so a common thread, is a big fun faux fur. Yes. I just think it's Coloured or not? Coloured. Anything. I mean, I got. I bought three already this season. Okay. Oh, really? So I bought one short jacket from Zara, which is shades of grey, going from a very dove, pale dove grey down to a, it's kind of you know that uh, uh, not very bright school ombre kind of effect. Do they know um, you in there now? When in you the come kitchen, in? they do know me. Do yes. they have your coffee? <laughs> um, no, but the security guard's very sweet. Says, "Shall I hold your camera?" Oh, sorry. <laughs> he's so sweet. He's oh, from really? Eastern Europe, and he. Um, it's like, here she comes. The first person who kind of then said, oh, it's you again, how are you? And I was putting my camera onto the mirror to do a, to do a thing. He said, shall I hold the camera for you? And, Were you blue tacking it onto the mirror? No, I actually found this thing called a goat case, but yeah, which sort of sticks it's on, it's but I've run out of them because Izzy hasn't bought me new ones yet, so I'll get some more. Um, and then he said, let me do it for you. So he started filming me and we were filming for about 20 seconds. And then there was a beep, 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 beep. And I said, you better get there's a rubber. <laughs> Um, so, so I would sorry. say a big faux fur yeah. I'd really do this season. I think that sequins and sparkles, I, I believe every single woman should have and every single woman should wear during the day because it kind of it acts as a mirror for your face. So when you wake up and you've got a hangover and it's party season and, and you think it's the daytime I'm feeling worried about because I really, you know, 
put on some sequin because it will lift your whole face, a scarf, yeah. a top. There is we were so saying, like, I think many. a sequin in the day is better than at night. Oh, it's less cliche, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing a Zara body backwards. With a big sleeve. With a big sleeve and it just looks yeah. amazing. When you try clothes on, do you try them on backwards as well as forwards? Because you do that a lot, yeah, right? You wear I them do. back. Is that I think if you don't have boobs, it's a much easier technique to do. And we do this thing on Fridays, Chloe and I, which is generally just, we start a day called twinning. So Chloe's a size 14, but an XL on the bottom in Zara, and sometimes it's a bit tight, and an L on the top. So she's really a size, she's a size 15, probably. Um, and um, <coughs> she will put things on, I'll put things on. So we'll do the same outfit and show how to wear it for both the body shapes. And we generally do it in Zara and other stories. But we did this. So she wore it the right way around, ah. and I wore it the other way around. And so because of that, I see a different ways we can wear things. But always, the habit came from buying. I used to invest in 1930s tea dresses. And I had this collection of them, of really beautiful prints and silks and, and velvets. And they had a very unflattering to me and unfashionable um, neckline, which kind of came in that sort of in the conservative, in the middle V. Yeah. So I turned them around mm. and I then cut down on the back because it would always be a little bit high on your neck when you turn something around. So I cut down, I had a very lovely dressmaker called S. Susanna, who's is like my crack dealer, all right. <laughs> Over the years we fall out, we get back together, she's Colombian. <laughs> yeah, I call her S. Susanna. Yeah, and, and we just, we have these, you know, and then I have a huge bill from all these because I'll take stuff from Zara, I'll take stuff from anywhere. And so I spend more on the alteration than I spend yeah, on the Yeah, no, I'm with you. Much, we you know, always talk about that. How important it is to have that crack dealer on, on speed yeah. dial. Oh, One of the best buys ever of mine is now a dress that I wear backwards. It, it was is. in Reese. Yeah. Navy, like very dressy, wear it kind of weddings, that kind of thing. Um, navy lace sleeves, like it's gorgeous. It was on the sale rail, picked it up, it said £25 because the zip was broken. Mm. Took it to the till, they were like, oh, it's actually gone through as £10. <laughs> So pay ten pounds, then took it to the alterations. Fifteen pounds for a zip. I wear it all the time. Fantastic. Yeah. So good. Everyone listening now is going to be going yes. to their wardrobe and <laughs> yeah. trying and playing Try, you know, try some of your wardrobe backwards. It's such yeah. a good idea. Only with dresses and tops. Yeah. I wouldn't say go for coats or anything weird. Okay. <laughs> so I've got a list of autumn winter pieces here, mm -hmm. and I just want you to tell us what you think of them. Okay. Yes or no? Mm -hmm. Yes. Acne yeah. aviator coats. Where do you stand on that? I think that if you have boobs, they hide every element of your body. And I wouldn't go for them. Okay. I think if you're androgynous, acne is acne is a is a brand that's done for an androgynous woman. Okay. And I think those that's who should wear them. Okay. A Maisel Michelle hat. If you're a hat person, you know. You're a hat person. I'm. I used to be a hat person until somebody said to me, "You really think you suit hats?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I kind of, I have frizzy hair, so I'd like to be a hat person. But um, I go through phases. Statement earrings. Love. Love, look at this one. Sorry, I'm going to get up again, darling. <laughs> getting up again. <laughs> getting up again. We've been working very hard. It's got my negative feedback. Oh, they're amazing. Look at that. Wow. 12 pounds H&M. Are they light? Oh, they're so they're light, light as a goddamn feather. I think we we're going to have to do an them. edit of everything Trini has talked about so people can shop. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. light. But I think that this idea, which is not this season so much anymore, of wearing odd earrings, it's like over. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Egging the pudding. I'm slightly with you. I'm, it's like it's not bad. I think that, I know why you're looking at me. I've literally just saved that as a you story. You just ran a story. Week. What? I, know, I like <laughs> Mismatched earrings. Oh, but they're not too over the top. They're quite paired back. Yes, they are. Which I think is different. Different to the like one pink, one red. There's a few that Zara have done, which are really like one bit goes back and, and they're not madly loud, but they're cool. Yeah. Then yes. I love it. And That's I've never suited. That's quite sort of really just Yeah, yeah. 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 And then it does work. So it's yeah. not always. But that kind of thing is a bit much. Okay. What's your take on a Balmain blazer? I bought my first Balmain blazer in July in the sale in Joseph. Did you? And I'd never bought them and I found their Russian hooker trashy. All right. Seriously. Yeah. I did. And then I had this woman who wore, always wore them called Serena Butte and look fabulous. She has those lovely trousers, Serena Butte London. Is, yeah. And she yes, that's always a good looked pairing, amazing. Isn't it? And she kind of does that floppy trouser with the Balmain jacket. And that's the only way I think it works. So I had never, I didn't have, I was lacking in my wardrobe. We can always find room for the thing, can't we? This kind of a white jacket, which wasn't my Zara ones, but went in and out and I could wear with a wide leg black trouser. I was lacking that length. Yeah, amazing. And so I go into Joseph. And this is the only one I find, and it's in the sale, and it was 70% off. Wow. So, okay, so let me try this concert. I get it here, and my boyfriend goes to me, what are those gold buttons on that blazer? He said, I think it's nice, but just take off all the gold buttons. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 that's the blazer. And I was thinking, <laughs> what point, do I do here? Do I just, you know, if it, otherwise it would be a Zara blazer. Yeah. So I, um, yeah. I have worn it, and I think that the cut is beautiful, but I think you've got to play it down. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. And it's a lot of money on a blazer. Yeah. Chloe Susannas, would you still buy those? Mm, Chloe Susanna. The studded boots. It's like, don't buy the original, they're in every store. I know, but they're in not every store. Same. See, they're the item that I've we've talked really? about this a lot. Yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. bore everyone, but I have I probably really pontificated on for about six years <laughs> and they're now three times the price. So let's not talk okay. about it. No, let's not talk about it anymore. And I just think that it depends. If you are a staple jeans person and you do that ankle boot moment, you know, I did. There was a moment much before Isabel Morant where Acne did these really good ankle boots. And did. I did get mm -hmm. the white, the black, the pony, the grey and the leopard. I went insane. <laughs> and then Isabel Morant bought out her ankle boot, you know, and yeah. then I went off ankle boots. Yeah. <laughs> so something's yeah, been a staple that long. You have to think... I just wish they'd go away because no, they're, they're, they're not going to No, but they're not going to go away now. But they That's are so expensive for what they are. I know. What, they're like know. nine now, eight, eight fifty. Yeah, I know. I know. Really As I said, really I remember when they were about three hundred. Yeah. 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 Um, a Gucci belt. Do you like a Gucci belt? We I, think that's a bit um, of a. I think that's a great buy. I like right the now. original. So I have like one from my mum and dad that oh. I might wear them, and a few little handbags, and that's they're cool. from the seventies. That's cool. So I kind of like that look. And a little Gucci bracelet I found at my mother's in silver. Oh yeah, God, I, I, I don't find things like that very often. <laughs> <laughs> What's your take on a Gucci t-shirt? Mm. Nuts. I think you're selling the brand for them, aren't you? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's like 300 pounds, right? And any other accessories? We quite like a Saint spotted scarf. Any of those? Any, uh, any accessories that you feel really transform an outfit? I think scarves do, and I think spotty is fantastic. I mean, Saint spotty scarf, I don't know how much it is or what it looks like. It's quite a lot. I had one from Isabel Morant a few years ago, and I used to use it a lot, and then I found another one from somewhere else that was nameless. But it's polka dot is 
a great way to just take a classic and give it something. It's cool and it's fun. And it will always be cool. So I kind of would yeah. say, like you're doing today. It's, it's just actually Reese Men's. It gives Do you have a shop in the men's departments? So often. Do Cost you? and Zara. Yeah, because much longer sleeves. What are you so buying there, shirts? In Cost, I buy the shirt in small. And I, they have a very nice Viella shirt in winter. So I got like duck egg blue Viella shirt with a really long arm. Very slim. £42 or something. And then in Zara, I do buy, I bought their jumpers because mm. they're very long on. Mm. Um, but only a couple of Zara's because sometimes the men's colours are a bit dull. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a good one to check out. Yes. Um, what's your take on corduroy? I the did, comeback of pink mm, corduroy. I wore a pair of pink Celine corduroy trousers for the cover of you. Or for you. Um, oh, I think I saw yeah, that. And they were fab. Feature. And then I saw them on my favourite style icon, Baccio. Oh God! Yeah, I should have them on, and I just thought, oh, I want to fucking wear them. Why didn't I say to the stylist, please can I buy them? But same pair. I remember, same pair. Mm. That made me feel good. And, <laughs> uh, but I did remember when I had them on, and I had to lie on this chair in a certain position, and I was really aware that I had to kind of do this and do this, and <gasps> to kind of make sure, you know, when you the best angle for anyone who has a, a thicker thigh is somebody to shoot you from above, so that all the fat of your leg goes underneath your leg, <laughs> and you get this kind of really nice. nice. <laughs> you not get that nice kind of line, and so that was a photograph. But when I stood up, I felt I'm in a big pair of trousers, and I'm feeling bigger. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was just, but the mm. colour was to die for. Mm. So, corduroy, and corduroy, I think, has very nostalgic memories as a fabric. I think certain fabrics have more nostalgic memories. I remember I had a pair of duck egg blue narrow needle cord trousers when I was sort of probably 12. First fashion thing I ever I was hoping bought. you were going to say 12. <laughs> 12, all right. Very huge flares and a little paisley top. And I remember I wore it on a school trip because I went to an American school. I was so excited to be so fashionable. And we went for a trek in the woods. And they got, you know, wasted. <laughs> brown leather stains at the bottom of these. And it, it made me so upset that I never bought a pair of corduroy trousers again. Because <laughs> this trauma was really traumatizing. <laughs> and then I saw these pink ones and then you know, I was thinking, oh, yes. I think I could mm. just get my head around pink. All the others. What are the others? I haven't seen what the others well, are. There's, there's a little bit brown, of brown. Yeah. yeah, and a bit of cream. Mm. Actually, quite a cream. Yeah, cream jacket. You do, do winter white because you did uh, that when you were pregnant when we last yeah, met. Yeah, I Please. love a bit of winter white, yeah. but I just don't know that I've got my head around corduroy yet. Maybe okay. if it's still around next autumn winter. Then. But I, at the moment, to me, it's just it's a bit too nostalgic, not necessarily for the right reasons. Yeah. I had a okay. I had a corduroy skirt that I cut a split in the back mm -hmm. when I was about eight because I wanted to be like my stepmom. It was quite cool. And I got such <laughs> a bollocking. I think it was a smack, <laughs> actually. And um, so I think I just think about that. I remember going for a walk thinking, I know that I've cut the back of my skirt, but if I sort of walk backwards, <laughs> I can remember it. She might not notice. Well, she did notice. Um, <laughs> Lots of sad corduroy stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about French fashion brands. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be fans of Cezanne. Mm. Are you are you into French fashion brands? I was in Paris with my daughter um, in September. I took her to Swashmore Red School. So we went and we did we did Paris as a thirteen year old's eyes. So we went Sephora, Picasso <laughs> Museum, Supreme in the queue, Dior in the queue for the for the show. So you know the way, and then we went to um, Merci, which is the nice uh, left bank store where really all those brands sit. And, you know, you have the one which has jacket, shirt, whatever inside. All of the things which are in Ami in London, you know, those kind of French brands, which are understated, cut rather badly, I have to say. And the fabric's not amazing. Mm. So if I'm being really ruthless, I would say that about those kind of French brands where you pick it up and the trouser is, you know, £320. And, you know, you get it home and you think, this is really cut for a woman's shape, a French woman's shape, not for a British mm. woman with a bottom. 
Um, and then a lot of the clothes to me are sort of post-Second World War play it down looks. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they don't, like sequins to them are an anathema. Showing yeah. off is an anathema. You well, know, they so margins on that. Crazy yes, off the shoulder yeah, sequin, which yeah, they have. But the, can't so get my head around. They do one mad thing, and and it doesn't really fit. Marge, but then, uh, Marge, you can't put in this bracket because Marge is is sort of mastige. You know, if we're talking beauty, it sits, it hovers. Whereas yes. Bon and and all those other brands that we're discussing are kind of designer brands, small designer brands, um, but the price is more expensive. Yes. Mm. So I think when when French designer brands become a bit more mainstream, then they're more fun. But I just generally feel I've overspent for something that isn't great quality. That's always my feeling when I buy. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna remain tight-lipped on that, yeah. but perhaps you've got a point. Let's talk about mascaras. Yep. Now, we're gonna talk about Trini London yes. in a minute, but you haven't done mascara yet. I haven't done mascara yet. yet. Um, and I think that I have an interesting relationship with mascara because I have, for the last two years, probably consistently worn lashes. Really? So, um, do you not find them such a faff? I mean, how do you have the time to lie there and have them put in? Because I have an unbelievable woman who does it. She does it every three to four weeks and I do it at 6am and I'm done by 7.30. And that's how I fit in my day. But for me, I always found mascaras. I always get, you know, there's something down here, there's something up there. I try a new one, which is meant to do 101 things and it's it's kind of making my eye a panderize. So I've always had an issue with them. So therefore for us, when we're looking at researching mascaras, it's been a kind of big journey. I feel there hasn't been a big change in the mascara world for years. It's one thumbing in beauty, which I feel hasn't had the transformation that other aspects it's not been of revolutionized. Has it hasn't been it? revolutionized at all. And I think there's certain mascaras like Charlotte and I have used over the years in, you know, in doing makeup on other women or, or on myself, which was like Lancome Hypnotique. Um, yeah. and Hypno Lash or whatever it's called. And then, you know, um, I like Charlotte Terry's original mascara, but I don't like a second one because I feel it. Her it original goes, one's great. The original one is really great. It, but it's, it's but also... It, 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 you have to use it quickly because a lot of these mascaras also, they get, you know, I kind of think a mascara, maximum six months in your in your um, yeah. makeup bag, not a year, because they start to smell and they start to go dry. And Just smell? Mm. I've never smelled yeah. my mascara. Mm. Smell your mascara. Same with eyebrow brush. I had to throw one away the other day as well because yeah. I opened it and yeah. yeah. You just like they, because the thing is what we do when we put on mascara is we go down and we do that with the bottle, you know, putting it in and that puts oxygen into your mascara so it's oxidising all the time. Ah. So if you're somebody who uses your mascara and goes dum dum before they put it on, then you're going to have a scar that will that will um, dry out and and go off much quicker than somebody who just pulls it out, puts it on, puts it back. So every six months. Well, whenever we write a piece on mascaras, it always performs so well. I feel like it's the question that I'm asked all the time by friends. I need a new mascara. What do you recommend? I need a new okay, mascara. So my three mascaras. So I do. If you have sensitive eyes, La Roche Posay has right. one for sensitive eyes, which is great. Aven also has one for sensitive eyes, but you can't get an name. I didn't know that Aven needed yeah. any. Cosmetics. They, are, they do a little bit and they do coverage and they do a mascara. But that's only in French pharmacy, but the La roche -Posay, I think you can get in boots. I think for a kind of dramatic lash, the, the Lancome are great. Um, if you want a really clean, clean lash, Bobby Brown and Laura Mercier do a clean lash. Bobby Brown is a very unobtrusive lash. It's not something that's going to make your eyes ping, but you're not going to get it everywhere. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can separate and you won't have that glump. You won't have to pull tons off the tissue. But people are very personal about mascaras. Shout what's out, what's yours? Oh God, do you know? Don't ask me. What have you got? Person. I don't know. I just take what tool gives me. I can't <laughs> even think what I have. Shall be the the oh, you know what I do have that Ico one. Blue, oh, yeah, the blue Ico great, one. Yeah. Great, very really good. good. In the I tube. Guess that one quite clumpy. I quite yeah. like a th quite. You a like a thick lash, yeah. yeah. What about you? Dior show. 
or okay. the Lancome one. Or the Lancome one. And you were loving the new Victoria Beckham one, weren't you? No, I don't know where it's gone. It's disappeared off my desk. Okay. So Ooh, it's funny that. Yeah. Did you well, go into your handbag? Well, and I really like the promise crossed my heart. Um, <laughs> I really like the Clinique Chubbies. Yes. And oh, they're great actually. Yeah. Tor got me a couple of Laura Mercier's, which are a very thin wand. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. And you have to put quite a lot of coats yeah, on, but it's a do. really nice end result. So for me, who's never got enough time, the Chubby's great because it's on so quick. Mm -hmm. Laura Mercier, you've got to build it. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's kind of worth it. So anyway, it's genuinely the question we are asked the most. And honestly, we, we write these features about mascaras all the all time, time and they consistently ask you about mascara. Smash it in terms of the response we get from our readers. It's okay. interesting, isn't it? Because it seems like such a bog standard thing. And actually Mac, that new 3D Mac one, mm. that's quite sort of, yeah. bleh, I don't know, the bottle's quite. I did like the one of Mac where you could pull out the thinner brush or the th you could pull out from different places to get a thin lash or a bigger lash. Oh, that's cool. And it was really good. They did it with a blue and green mixed one and then they did a pink and orange one. The kind of top of the mascara oh, is that. that. But you just, I remember I was given it in Israel by the woman who did Mac when I was filming there. And I thought, this is so good as an idea because there are days when I want very thin and days when I want yeah. fuller. Mm. I do think for the bottom lashes, so back to my Laura Mercier with my thin brush. You want it to be. You want it to yeah. be thin. I mean, yeah. I still haven't found the mascara that gives me the perfect. It's true because sometimes I have to like declump yeah. the yeah. bottom yeah. bit with yeah. finger. Yeah, that's yeah. always. Mm. And what's the right technique? I remember someone saying, your brush has got to go, you know, you have to do it top to oh, bottom. Straight. Turn your brush. The My favourite technique, which I was taught by Mary Greenhall, oh. um, which I'll show you just with, with this, because it's an eyelash conditioning gel, is you go into your lash and you go really far, really right, like Close you hit your eyeball, that, yeah. and you just twizzle like that, and then you pull it out. And what it means, it, was, it will get a lot of black right by your eye, because it will then act like a sort of internal eyeliner, but on a yes. better way. The key and is to get it really right, to so the So you're really close in, twizzle, 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 and then pull it out. And it does give a very good and line. And what's her, how does she do the bottom? Because she go that way. I think she does go, she'll do that way. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It just I gets so clumpy. Yeah. Okay, so next. So that's mascara. Uh, let's talk about red lips. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of a coloured lip. Mm -hmm. Although whenever I w look at it back, I used to wear a coloured lip quite often until we started doing a lot of filming. And then I saw, my lips are quite uneven. And then I saw what I look like on camera in a red lip. And I haven't worn one on camera ever since. Oh, but I hate everything on camera. Because I, yeah. I love a coloured lip. I think it's um, very I love transformative. Oxford. And I think it can be, you know, when you're feeling, when, weirdly, when I'm very tired, I'll wear a bright lip more than I'll wear eye makeup because eye makeup can make me look tireder sometimes. Detracting. You know, yeah. Yeah. So if I just do, a, and I have big, very big lips, so if I just do a wash of a red, then I kind of feel it transforms anything. But depending on, also, I think women, when they think about a bright lip, need to think, are they wearing pattern or plain, dark or light colors? And what's their skin, hair and eye combination? Because I look best if I wear a red lip wearing white or navy but not black, it just doesn't, it's too black yes, red, it doesn't work too, on me. Okay. Yeah. And then if I wear a sort of really bright, sort of neon-y kind of lip, I'll probably wear it with white again. So if I wear a fuchsia lip, I'll wear it with, I can wear it with navy, that's its best combination. But you've got to find your shade, you've got to work out if are you warm or cool, you know, to just 
buy the red lip because it's the red lip of the season is That's not trouble, going to work it's if so, you have... It's so personal. It's so personal. How do you work out? Like, if you're, if you're somebody who, you know, isn't really, like, heavily into beauty, yeah. really, if you're standing in the mirror and you're looking and you're thinking, I want to buy a red lip or anything, how mm. do you know which one really suits you? Is there, like, a trick for telling? You can go on to Trinity London. <laughs> 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 yeah, Trinity London. I mean, even if Trinity London is owned by somebody else, somebody else, I'll say, go on to Trinity London, yeah. do match to me, because the purpose is you can actually go and put in... Because most women know their skin, hair and eye combination. And kind of, the, we ask them the easiest thing first. Cause you Hang need on, to can we ready. just go backwards okay, let's for go a minute? Because, because, because okay, Trini London, yep. a year ago you were talking about this project. Um, why, why have you done it? I think I had the idea about four years ago. And I used to take all my makeup, mush it together, put different formulas together and take travel around. I was filming a lot abroad and I'd always had this mushed up, stacked, sellotape together thing. And everyone would always say to me, what's that? When I was in a loo doing my makeup in two seconds and I'd say, that's my makeup. And they'll go, what do you mean with that big clumpy bag? So I got home and I was thinking, I can't do any more telly. I'm like burnt out. And I had this idea lurking in my bathroom and I met a woman who was the head of beauty for Mintel. She still is, which is a research company. And she went, Trini, that's quite interesting, that idea. I think you should do it. And she went off and researched and see if anyone was doing anything similar. She came back and said, nobody's doing anything similar. So then I kind of, she gave me the confidence, I think, to say, OK, I'm going to do it. And then I thought, how do I want to sell it? So we kind of worked on formula first, then colour, then how am I going to sell it, then how are people going to buy it? And it came to thinking I want all cream-based products because I want it to be really easy for women to put their makeup on. I want things that an expert or a, or a really, you know, the first person doing the first bit of makeup ever in their life could put on. Um, I wanted it stacked together. So we worked for ages with a company to, we did nine prototypes. So you kind of put the pots together and they so stack. So they're little pots, people the little listening. pots. And we did the colours and we thought we want a colour range that is so easy for, ev for everyone to be drawn to and look at. So they're really kind of, the colours are really easy to wear. But we had many women as well over the years who I would see when I was doing TV shows who would say, what do I wear and, and how do I balance it? And, and, you know, if I wear a strong lip, what should my eye be? And, and should I wear blusher if I do that? You know, this kind of, even I think to myself, if I do that strong lip, what, how, what should my brush be like? So we then came up with this technology and got about, Charlotte was then working with me. And so we had about 500 women come through my bathroom or our office where Charlotte make them up and we'd put on a big chart their photograph and we'd build up this match to me which was like a physical um, embellishment of what is the um, incarnation of what is online and so we'd take all the products in the range and see who suited what and that was how we built our algorithm so it took a lot of research to work out you know if you go in and you say I have green eyes I have a warm blonde hair and I have a peaches and cream or light tan skin you'll be one of those yes. okay <laughs> there i know we won't, we won't talk about that, Charlotte's you know, what's, what's very interesting is, is women who go on so some women go on and find matching me really easy and other women say oh i don't know and it's our relationship with our skin because so, so you go on so you and go you on in you put in your, your eye color your hair color your skin yeah. color and when you're looking at your skin color it will show you little videos of women talking about their skin because i really want women to know how so you'd go into light tan you'd pick it because you might look at peaches and cream and that is actually your skin tone. Oh, yeah, but I would always go. Okay. But if you look at light tan, it says, this is for women who are peaches and cream but wear fake tan. Yeah, well, it's it. you. Right. Okay. And so you'd kind of go, that's me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want people to look at those videos and then click. And then as soon as they've done that, you get this results page. So you have this no kind of refined palette. But there's no personal selection. Then you can decide what you want to buy. So right. we say, this is what you suit. So from 59 products, you might suit 20. 
So it's an edit for so you. So it's an edit for you. And then we're going to do things that are coming in the next few weeks which further edit that you can buy by solutions, you can buy by stacks. So it's, you know, some women... So like a party look or a something look? Yeah, but more than that, it's, it could be a hangover cure thing, but it's all to your match to me. So there are people in the, on the high street or in beauty who do looks, but they're a generic look. And our looks are always very relevant to you. Very tailored. Yeah. So, so, so the concept is the stacking. The stacking. It's all cream based. Yeah. And it's tailored to you. And obviously, it's the best product and the best quality. It's really the best product and the best quality. Yeah. That's kind okay. of the most important thing because you want people to come back. And I think that what's been very nice for us is we've had, you know, we launched two weeks ago and. And how's, what's the reaction been? The reaction's been great. We've, we've had many people buy it from 40 countries around the world because we ship internationally. Um, and we had, of all our customers, 17% are return customers, which is really high. Already? Yeah. yeah. Which oh, is that's kind amazing. Of, so people yeah. are trying it and they're coming and back. And they're coming back. So I, I'm presuming from that they sort of thought, I'll buy two, and they're thinking, I love this idea, I want a full stack, and they're coming back and completing their stack, awesome. or coming back and buying another 10 products. I mean, I thought our average order would be two and a half products, and our average order is five. Amazing. And yeah. what, do the, what do the prices start at? £16 for a lip gloss, and it goes up to £35 for our magical cream that changes the color of your skin which you it comes with a little pot called the teapot and you decant a week supply into that pot and you can um, take it with you everywhere so that's like our it's we call it bff it's like a ccbb it's our best fucking friend that's what it is <laughs> and then our foundation is 28 pounds but so this which is your foundation that will last me six months because you need so little on your skin i was going to say that's pot. quite a small so, so they're all the same yeah. size pots all the same so size nice. pots Okay, but for anyone listening a bit confused because mm. they can't see what we're yes, doing, they can't see what we're doing you go on to Trinity London. You do your match you to me. Do your match to me, yeah. and it tells you what to buy. It tells you what to buy, and then you just start building up your stacks. I don't want to just bring out another brand. This is changing how yeah. women think about yeah. makeup. It's great that it's so yeah, it's so innovative. See how it goes, but I want everyone to try it. Sorry. So what's next? Um, you have to watch the space. We're just going to keep refining and delivering solutions we think women want. So we'll see what that's going to be. Well, we can't wait to see Trini. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. It's been really nice. I love this idea of a podcast. Have you it's done a great. podcast before? No, I haven't. Oh, I used to do a bit of radio, and oh. I like radio. Well, it's been great. Thank you so much. Congratulations. You, it's darling. it's an amazing concept, an amazing product. Our beauty editor, she thinks it's fab. So that's it for this week. If you have any feedback, then do email podcast at sharedux.com. And if you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, and subscribe. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.